Hey everyone, welcome back to the next episode of the Bible Backdrop Podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and today we are talking about something very exciting. We are going to talk about Bible math. Yes, we're going to be talking about cubits and shekels and ephahs. And yes, I can hear the snoring already. But if you'll stick with me, uh, I'm pretty sure this can help your Bible reading, and I'm going to give you quite a few references as we go along. So first, we're going to start off with linear measurements. And it seems like the only measuring stick they had back in the Bible times was their arm. So you had four fingers equaled one palm, so that's four fingers left to right. Three palms equaled one span. You had two spans equaled one cubit. And then four cubits equaled one fathom. And a cubit is the one that we see is the most common. If you measure out a cubit using this scale, it's about the distance from the tip of your middle finger to the elbow, usually between 17.7 and 20.6 inches. The first verse that we see for the cubit is Genesis 6.15, when God tells Noah to build the ark. The verse says, quote, This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. And its height, 30 cubits. How big was that, approximately? Using the scale I talked about earlier, the length was between 443 to 515 feet long, 74 to 86 feet wide, and 44 to 52 feet high. To compare it to something today, it was about as long as one and a half football fields and as tall as a four-story house. The cubic capacity was between 1.4 to 2.3 million cubic feet. Now, longer distances were worked out by how many days it took to walk i.e. something with several days journey, journey away. Greeks later instituted a standard system of distance called a stadia, which was a little over 200 yards. We first see this recorded in Matthew 14, 24, when the boat the apostles on are, quote, many stadia from land, end quote. We also see it in Luke 24, 13, noting that the village of Emmaus was about 60 stadia from Jerusalem. Using the calculation of approximately 200 yards per stadia, Emmaus was almost seven miles from Jerusalem. Another distance measure we hear about is a Sabbath day journey in Acts 1.12. The maximum distance that could be walked on the Sabbath was 2,000 paces. This is a there and back distance of a Roman mile, which was 1,000 paces. This equals out to about 1,620 yards, so 4,860 feet, so a little less than our own mile. Finally, an acre of land was the amount of land that could be plowed by an ox in a day. We see this referred to in 1 Samuel 14.14 and Isaiah 5.10. Now we're going to talk about capacity. The name of the container usually gave its name to the measurement. The largest was called a homer and literally means donkey load and was used for cereals like barley. Asking Google for a recent equivalent, it was about 49.94 gallons rounding up about 50 gallons. The first time we see this discussed is in Leviticus 27.16. The next was an ephah, and it was one-tenth of a homer, making it almost five gallons. It was also used to measure cereals. It is all over the Bible. On Bible Gateway, when you put in ephah, it comes back with 95 different references. Finally, we have the omer, and it was one-tenth of an ephah, making it about half a gallon. In Exodus 16, this is the amount of manna per person they needed to gather per day, except for the Sabbath. On the day before the Sabbath, everyone gathered twice as much as God did not send any manna on the Sabbath. Finally, we have the hen. 
That was apart from the one-tenth measurements of the ones I just mentioned. It was used to measure offerings of oil and wine. Estimates range that it was between one and one and a half gallons. Exodus 29.40 says, quote, With the lamb, offer a tenth of an ephah, so a half gallon, of fine flour mixed with a quarter hen of oil of pressed olives, and a quarter of a hen of wine as a drink offering. So you had about a half gallon of fine flour, and a quart of olive oil, and then a quart of wine in the offering. Next, we're going to talk about weights. The shekel was the basic measure of weight and was between 9 to 12 grams, depending on the time period. The other weights were the becca, the mina, and the talent. So two beccas equaled one shekel, and a shekel weighs about the same as a half dollar. A becca is seen in Genesis 24:22. quote, When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold ring weighing a becca, and two gold bracelets weighing 10 shekels, end quote. In this verse, the gold ring weighs about one-fifth of an ounce, while the bracelets weigh about four ounces each. Next, we have Amina, and that equaled about 50 shekels. Amina weighed 1.2 pounds. This is not to be confused with the Greek coinage known as Amina that I'll talk about later and is used in Luke 19 in the parable of the 10 Minas. This Mina was a weight measurement, and we see it discussed in Ezra 2.69 and Nehemiah 7.71 when they talk about Minas of silver. Next, we have the talent, and a talent equaled about 60 Minas, and it was estimated to be around 75 to 80 pounds. In Matthew 18, we see the parable of the ungrateful servant who owed 10,000 talents to his master. This was between 750,000 to 800,000 pounds of gold. This amount probably would have bankrupted several countries. We see it again in Matthew 19 in the parable of the talents. Finally, we're going to be talking about some coinage. In the early days, trade was done all through barter. Later, weighted quantities of precious metals such as gold, silver, and copper were weighted out to make purchases, especially of larger items like land. We see this in Genesis 23:16, when Abraham purchases a field for 400 shekels of silver as a burial ground for Sarah. True coinage started around 7th century BC. The king's mark was put on the coinage to guarantee its weight and purity. The first time we hear about coins in the Bible is in Nehemiah 7:71, where it mentions darics of gold minted by Darius of Persia. By the New Testament, coins were plentiful, but there were three systems, and it could get confusing. The first was Roman coinage, and that was considered international currency, and was made in copper, bronze, silver, and gold. They were called quadrans, os, sestertius, denarius, and aureus. The denarius is the one we hear about the most in the New Testament, and was equal to a day's labor. So, four quadrants equaled one os, which was a copper coin. Four os equaled one sestertius, which was a bronze coin. Four sesterces equaled one denarius, which was a silver coin. And then 25 denarii equaled one aureus, which was a gold coin. In three of the Gospels, we see Jesus being asked about paying taxes to Rome. The coin he asked for and receives showing Caesar's likeness is a denarius. Next, we have Jewish coinage. The first time we hear about Jewish coinage is in Nehemiah 10.32 and appears to have been created to help pay the temple tax. Then, in the apocryphal book of 1 Maccabees, we see a proclamation that the Jewish nation may make their own coins. 
By the New Testament, the only Jewish coin was the lepton, which means thin. These are copper coins that the widow puts into the temple treasury in Mark 12.42. It was equal to about half a quadrant. Last, we have Greek coinage. Most of these came from the mint at Akko, or Akka, and were later minted at other locations. So here you have the following. Two drachm equals one didrachm. Two didrachm equals one tetradrachm. Two tetradrachm equals one mina. And this is the Luke 19 in the parable of the ten minas. A large number of mina equaled one talent. To compare to the Roman coins, one drachm equaled one denarius. A drachm was also equivalent to the half shekel the Jews needed to pay for the temple tax. Since it wasn't a common coin, the tetradrachm could be used to pay for two people. This is the coin that Jesus asked Peter to find in the mouth of the fish to pay the temple tax for the two of them. Judas probably received 30 tetradrachms for his betrayal of Jesus. The talent, like the weighted talent, was a large amount of money and not necessarily a coin. So now that we've reached the end, let's review some highlights. A cubit is between 18 to 21 inches. Noah's Ark was huge. A stadia is about 200 yards long. An omer is one-tenth of an ephah. An ephah is one-tenth of a homer, and a homer is a donkey load, about 50 gallons. A shekel is about the same weight as a half dollar. The ungrateful servant owed a lot of money to his master. The denarius had Caesar's image on it and was a common coin in the New Testament. And finally, Peter found a tetradrachm to pay the temple tax for him and Jesus. So with all that being said, I hope you learned something new today. If you enjoy Bible Backdrop and haven't done so already, I would appreciate it if you would leave a 5-star rating and review. You can also email me at biblebackdrop at gmail.com. Join me on my next episode where I talk about, well, I'm really not sure yet. I have several ideas and directions, but if there's anything you would like to talk about in a future episode, please email me. Thanks again, and have a great week.